What was yeah. I going to say? No, and also this movie, you surprised the shit. You surprised the hell out of me. I thought this movie was going to be a chore. Really? It was, it was not. It was <laughs> not. Uh, but I'll save that for the review. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, we should, yeah. we should, sh- we should shoot the shit for a bit before, so you have like a little bit to cut for the start. Um, <laughs> Jesus, dude, so, this. Hey, I don't so, know. What so have you been like, doing? No, no. no. Um, so I had this movie uh, playing at my work on full blast while I was studying. Really? And it was so fucking hard to study with this. And bear in mind, I'm I'm supposed to be answering the phones, and I'm not. Like I'm just letting everything ring. Whatever, my, my managers are gone right now. I'm just going to study, watch my movie. The phone's ring. Fucking the phone's ring. What am I going to do? Get written up for it? Who's going to Who's gonna call me out on it? None of my managers are there. <laughs> and this is, uh, this is, uh, so wel- welcome back, Eddie's bosses, who, and Eddie's <laughs> managers, who, who listened to the show because they were, they were, because you asked them to. Only for you to, you know, make 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 fun of them here. This is like, <laughs> this is like that Vine. Like, like, do you do you remember Vine? Yeah. Do you remember that Vine of the guy who's like, uh, who, who gets a text message that says like, "Oh, you're stupid," and he's like, "I bet you won't say that to my face." And then he, he turns and he's right to his face. It's like, "You stupid." Yeah. Like, I bet you won't say it in class. And then they're in class and they, he slips like a piece of paper and he's like. <laughs> He opens it. The paper says, "You're stupid." And he just goes, "All right." <laughs> like, all right, you prove it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. When, uh, you know what? I'm gonna show this. I think if I remember, I'm gonna show it to them and be like, "All right, guys, now go back to all the old episodes and find all the times they used to shit talk you." And you can find <laughs> at least three examples. I'll give you each twenty bucks. Do you have twenty bucks to just skip out? I don't, but I know that they're too lazy to go find it. Shots fired. I don't think you're supposed to say shots fired. I think you're just supposed to like, you know, let the shots fire themselves. Uh, we gotta no, take some no. cues from Fernie. Fernie's using is, is using like you know sound effects and everything. We're la- we're lagging behind, bro. Like, <laughs> I can cancel him whenever I want. I don't know. I feel like he would just like start a new feed. Just like over just overtake us. Yeah, just like rolling like right next to us. I don't know. I've told you this before. Like I, I have mad respect for Fernie, but I'm like a little bit scared of like, because that man like doesn't rest. He just he just watches movies and records episodes. Like no, no, he doesn't take breaks. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> I'm choking on my drink. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. I'm Chema. And I'm Eddie. We're reviewing, reviewing the Mitchells. The Mitchells versus the machines. <laughs> and this is a rollback. And this is a rollback. Hey! We never get it close. And we got it. Nice. Oh, man. Oh. Um, so, what's up, dude? Dude, uh, so I'm going to be real with you. And this is just my yeah. very first impression. I want everyone to hear this. Yeah. When, when Chema, I... I we were talking about recording this episode. I was asking him, you know, who, you know, what do you want to record? And he told me the Mitchells versus the Machines. I didn't see the trailer. I just saw the movie poster and I just thought, okay, like we'll watch it. Like this feels like it's going to be a chore movie, but I'll, I'll watch it. Like, and I was completely fucking wrong. 
Like I was wrong in every sense and in every way. Like this I don't is miss. So good. Okay, I don't miss. Look, 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 Spirited Away is I, not the greatest film of all time, so you've missed once. Okay, but on anything else that I've ever recommended to you, have I missed? Honestly, no. Even your name was shot. Even I thought that was cute. I was surprised how much I liked yeah. that one. But this movie I don't miss. the hell okay? In the heat of battle, I don't miss. In the heat of controversy, I don't miss. Well, because, okay. like, this movie... Like I, I was expecting like a like a no try hard like fucking how many Disney movies have been not try hard like just like look there's the special thing the fucking person wants it insert try insert like cute animal that everyone's gonna buy the 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 at the plush toy of print yeah. money this movie fucking try hard up the ass and I respect the effort if nothing else I respect this movie so goddamn much. This is uh this is definitely a you can tell that people who made it love movies. They like, really they really this do. like watching this movie is like listening to Mariah Carey singing because it's like uh she just loves what she's doing, you know. This is exactly how 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 I felt. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the little uh, the little uh summary and then we can go for it. Start the Mitchells versus the machines. Saving the world can be a trip. A quirky, dysfunctional family's road trip is unpended when they find themselves in the middle of the robot apocalypse and suddenly become humanity's unlikeliest last hope. So this is uh, directed by Michael Rianda and produced by Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller don't miss. Lord and Miller understand the assignment, okay? Lord and Miller know what the fuck they're doing every step that they take, Okay. 21 and 22 Jump Street, fucking comedy gold. The Lego movie, existential gold. Okay? What's up? Dude, this kicked the shit out of the Lego movie. I want to make that very clear. Like, this yeah. was awesome. I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. The Lego going. movie, fucking great. Uh, uh, oh, Clouded no, with a Chance of Meatballs, uh, great kids movie. Okay? Spider-Man into the spider Oscar winner Spider-Man Wait, into the Spider-Man. that one? Yeah. God, this makes so much more sense why the writing was so good for this movie. Yeah. So these guys' sense of humor are like locked in. Okay. They know exactly what they're doing. And then uh, after they did Spider-Verse, they're like, they're, they were supposed to do the, the Han Solo film. They got fired halfway through. So that movie ended up kind of, kind of disjointed. So, okay, we're not going to blame that on them. But this... God, awesome. I mean, I mean, Spider Verse was like a cultural reset to me. Into the Spider Verse was like the last movie that mattered, you know, mm-hmm. was a game changer in my opinion. And then when I heard, uh, I, I'm like, you know, whatever they want to do, I'm gonna see it. You know, they want to do a fucking coffee commercial, I'm gonna watch it. Okay, so when they said we're producing and we're co-writing this this uh, this road trip uh, film, this film about this girl and her family, and it's about robots, I'm like. I'm down. Whatever it is, I'm down. It's going to be good. But then, then I hear that one of the writing consultants is Alex Hirsch. Alex Hirsch created Gravity Falls. And that's one of my favorite animated shows of all time. And that guy is also weird as hell. So the fact that he's here too, I'm like, okay, a lot of really good smart heads are getting in here. And then I hear that this, this director, this guy, Michael Rianda is here. 
And he's like, this, this, this is a personal story. And watching the film, you can tell that this is a personal story. You can tell that this is much like Minari. Uh, this is a story about, about, about fathers and it's a story about family. And it's a story about, about um, a little, little bit of dysfunction and just put into the wackiest scenario that you could ever put a family into. I'll be mm -hmm. honest. I think the story, you know, it's like, uh, you know, we've seen this, we've seen this dynamic, we've seen this family doesn't get along, but we see that, we're, you know, in the end, they're, they're more similar than we thought that, you know, we've seen these tropes before, this is nothing new, but the execution to me is fun as hell, man. You know, I have a, I have a bad uh, history, bad reputation for seeing how much I like movies with low stakes. I love this movie. Obviously, high fucking stakes. The whole human race is on the line here. Yeah. But they just fucking go with it. They're so over the top. They jump the shark in the best way possible. And I'll, I'll take it. I love it. I love the intro where, like, they just start off on, like, the funniest, worst note that they can. You know, <clears throat> we're strapped in. We're hungry. We're ready, you know. And you just see them all in these weird moments. Also, I really want to talk about the, the art style for a second. You got a minute. Yeah. The the art style it makes so much sense that uh, the same guys that wrote this were in were uh, from the Into the Spider Verse because I feel like at that point when you're writing a movie that's that creative and the looks are that vibrant, I feel like there's no way they just wrote the movie. There's no way they just produced it. They had to have been heavily involved in the artistic. They were. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were. Because yeah. um, like with off the charts. Because like within to the Spider Verse, you, you you can tell that you know a lot of it is very comic book influence, and, and you know they're trying to bring literally bring this comic book into life. So that style works with that premise. With this, it's kind of like it's like the Gen C uh, humor is finally like catching up to movies, and it's being <laughs> like so beautifully reflected into this main character, into this family, into these, these effects, because sometimes the effects don't have to be there, but they work. They work in, 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 in what they're trying to do. And I think the humor perfectly outbalances like the Disney humor, you know? Uh, Disney humor can be very funny, but it can be also very clean. This one is a little bit more dirty. And it I is, like and I was so surprised. Yeah, because we sometimes forget that, like, that, like we think animated, we think it's supposed to be, you know, all clean and good. But then we see something like this, or we see something like a paranormal or something that's not afraid to take a little bit more risk. Maybe like an old, uh, uh, a still younger but older, younger audience, I think, will appreciate this a little bit more because this is like this is basically the Goofy movie, you yeah. know. Well, there's also there's a lot more, uh, I think, adult themes in this movie rather than. Uh... And this kid tropes up, here's a special, here's the object that you need to get to the place with the guy and the person and the thing. This movie yeah. is very mature, you know, it, it confronts uh, a lot of things that I think a lot of people can relate to. You know, this distorted relationship between, in this case, you know, a daughter and a father, you know, they're not seeing eye to eye. I think a lot of people can relate to, you know, they don't see eye to eye with their parents. There's a big yeah. conflict and difference. And it's not necessarily that the parents are bad person. This film does a great job of showing, you know, her dad is not a bad guy. It's just they're different. It's disconnected, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're just they're just slightly disconnected. Um, and again, like things like that, like it it attacks very adult tropes like that, or like for example, the mom and you know the perfect neighbors on Instagram and all their stuff. And they mention like all these things that are real, like not like yeah. YouTube. Those are yeah. with you. No, no, like we're we're Facebook friends. 
how do you get on the internet some friend request? Like shit like yeah. that. Like like real things. Props, yeah. man. Like they actually went there. Yeah. I just ordered like, 12 squares on Amazon. <laughs> it feels like uh I feel like there's movies and TV shows that try to adapt the modern like the modern life of a teenager and they always feel like an adult wrote it you know mm-hmm. they, they, they always feel like they feel like it's someone emulating that style this feels like like a teenager wrote it in, a, in the best way like this feels real and the interactions that the kids and the parents have feel real i'm so glad that you mentioned the perfect neighbors on instagram do you know who voices them uh who chris e. tegan right and john legend chris oh, tegan and john legend <laughs> they're oh, supposed shit. to be like the perfect couple <laughs> <laughs> well like that it's funny. that fucking part in the dinosaur store where they're like all right honey we train for this you go high i go low Gah. yeah yeah that was funny. <clears throat> um let's talk about the voice actors for a second because did you recognize that that was uh that that was a uh, fucking what's his name john legend no uh oh, Danny Danny McBride. was it dad Yes, you I recognize him and Maya Rudolph. Yeah, but my, you know, the two of them felt like a little bit elusive. Like I, I almost did, didn't recognize them. And then the main girl, uh, Katie, she's voiced by Abby Jacobson, who is in, uh, she was in this, in this show called uh, Broad City, which was fucking hilarious. And she's really funny. So, mm-hmm. uh, so they killed it. Um, Eric Andre plays the, the young tech entrepreneur and I love Eric Andre, but that's Eric Andre as his most restrained. Like, like I feel like they 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 had him in like a in like a force shirt, like just saying his lines, like <laughs> like that. Uh, he he was that restrained. Olivia Coleman, Oscar winner Olivia Coleman plays the 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 evil phone. Um, for Armisen and Beck Bennett, SNL legends, they play the two robots, and uh, weird, but Blake Griffin. Like basketball's Blake Griffin plays uh plays the the evil robots. Um, that was a that was a weird a weird thing, but he was pretty good in that in that in that one roast. So I guess we'll give him a pass. Um, voice cast is great. I think they they the the, the only one that that, that kind of made me like a little bit weird was like the the, the younger brother. He's voiced by the director Michael Rianda. Is that how deep like his voice a, was? He sounds like an old man. Like he sounds like an old man. <laughs> I, but, I think that's part of the humor. I liked it. I thought it was hilarious. But he, that kid was so funny because they could have so easily made him annoying, but he was so funny. Like, like that weird hyperactive, like of the obsessed with dinosaurs, like that. Yeah, like every so little brother funny. is. Yeah, he was so funny. What's going on? I love how they didn't every movie. The older sister and the younger brother are fighting. Not this yeah. time, Not this they're one. The they get age. along. They're the same wavelength. They share one brain cell. Like they're, yeah. they're so good. And then the dog. Can we talk about the dog? Mochi. Oh, is it, is it Mochi? Probably the greatest pug in the history of cinema. <laughs> what a fucking legend! I mean, a loaf of that, bread. that joke at the start when like his two eyes are like this and they're like okay today you're gonna look at the same place just, just come here come here and he just like he can't he can't he's just doing <laughs> this the whole time it's great man ah i love this unit i love this family unit because while the movie can sometimes be a little bit preachy like with the oh we're gonna sit here and we're not gonna look at our phones for like five Damn minutes i love how, yeah yeah i 
I, I love how they made that joke where like they all immediately like made their eyes like as big as they could and just like just like made it like as uncomfortable as they could. It was so funny. And this is a movie that I think it's tailor-made for families. I mean, please, please watch this with your disapproving parents. I mean, please <laughs> just make a whole day out of it because I feel like everyone is going to find at least one aspect of them that you're going to be able to relate to. Like to me, the, there's a moment where uh, the, the parents are talking and he's, he's kind of like doing the dishes and he's all upset because he just had a, he just, just broke this girl's laptop. And then the mom is like, look, we haven't had a decent picture of, of all of us because you two are always fighting. And they showed all these pictures where they're all upset. Dude, that's my family. Like, <laughs> like we do that. Like that's perfect. So I don't know, something about those scenes felt very real because of course, this is a dynamic that we've seen before. The family doesn't get along and they, they go into this road trip. And of course they find out that later that, they, that their differences is what makes them uh, unique. But this one feels real, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it has heart, yeah. It does, the, the story fundamentally has heart. Um, also though the, and I, man, I, who, what's the production studio? Who made this? Like, who It's Sony. Sony did this. Sony Pictures Animation, my God. Like, they have picked up so well. The art style is beautiful. And it's different enough from Into the Spider-Verse to where it didn't feel like a copy. It's just different enough, but also has, like, the ugliness to it in a good way. It kind of reminds me of the, the Walking Dead video game. The ones with Clementine and Lee. It oh, felt um, look like that. The Telltale games, yeah. Yes, yes. That, it felt like that animation, but I loved it, and I felt like it did nothing but help it, in my opinion, to me. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoyed it so damn much, the animation. And I love the crew, like, even the physical humor. They did physical humor in an animated movie, you know? Yeah. Oh, give me one single reason why we should save humanity. The power of love. <laughs> Kick to the balls. Nope. <laughs> you're stupid and you're wrong. Go to the corner. <laughs> This, this movie had some great gags. I mean, uh, the, the scene when they're at the mall and all the electronics uh, like gain life and then you see these Roombas fall down the escalator. Mm -hmm. I was on the floor laughing with that. <laughs> um, I thought that, I, I thought finally, a movie that realized that Furbies were fucking terrifying <laughs> and just runs with it, like just does everything that they can with that concept and makes it like genuinely terrifying for that scene because that that was kind of a scary scene you know and, um yeah. was it the washing machine that was like delicate folded yeah. fry carnage yeah it's like that stupid stuff like no more leftovers it's just so dumb yeah. but like executed so well it's hilarious and i will take it every day of the week yeah it's a uh... There's something so, like, I, I know I keep saying this, but there's something that feels so real about these characters and their interactions. Like, um, I like how uh, the dad is kind of like cartoon dad. Like we've seen this, this kind of stereotype, but I think the stereotype exists for a reason. A lot of dads are like that. They're not technology savvy. 
Yeah. And uh, like, like sometimes I, I have, I have conversations with my parents where, where, where like when, when I was growing up, like I remember when we got our first, like our first like house computer and, and our dad like sat us down to me and my sister and told us like, you're not supposed to talk to strangers. You're not supposed to like, to like, uh, to like, uh, you know, don't believe any, any, anything that's there. Like, 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 you know, it gave us like the whole dad talk, you know? Yeah. And then, and then, like a couple of years later, it's like we got mail, and it's like, Dad, don't touch that; it's a virus, you know. Um, like, like immediately, like they fall through that. So I don't know. Seeing this film kind of reminded me of that, and it's not. It, it, it's more than just the dynamics. Like, like I love the mom character. Like the mom character is such like a like, like I like. Even before they said, she said, "Oh, I'm I'm a I'm a middle school teacher. Like I can handle everything." I knew that from before. Like you can tell when, when she was giving out stickers. Yeah. Like every time someone did a good job, and the fact that she wants everyone to get along. Oh God, it was, it was so fun. And the dynamic that the two had. You know, I, I like that they had their conversations. I like that they, I like what they discussed. And like you said, I like how um, the the brother and the sister get along. You know, I I, I like how they. They have that that really nice dynamic. I like how she teases him a bit. Mm-hmm. I like uh, I, I like the humor. I like how he keeps carrying the dog around. I like how I like that. I love that that gag of like when this is all over, we're gonna go to a restaurant and we're gonna we're gonna dress him up like a fancy little gentleman. And <laughs> that, that, that like the back. dead. Yeah. Right. Like it. It you you made a point earlier saying that this movie feels like it was made by people who love movies. Yeah. It's those little things, you know, and what better character to use than uh, a high school a student buff. going into college that's a film buff. Yeah. yeah. She was like one of us. Like, if she was a real person, I'd want her on the show. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you, did, did you notice her socks? Uh, no. Why, why? What would they say? The the socks had the pattern of the, the rug from... Uh, oh, what's Don't, it called? Uh, the, the, no, the Silent Hill. Not that. No, uh, the uh, from the haunted hotel, right? Yeah, the shining. Uh, the shining, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She she had the socks from from the shining, which is also the rug from Sid's house in Toy Story. Um, oh, I remember that one. Yeah, so she <laughs> she she has those socks, and uh, I love that. Uh, I love how how her introduction. It's like, oh, I was a weird kid, and people, and I wasn't understood, and I thought, okay, you know, we've seen this a million times, but then she's not like defeated by that she's like no i took all this weirdness and i made weird art with it yeah like that I, I love that because it's not it's not a journey from weakness to strength it's, a, it's she knows herself she knows what she is and then she makes all these really weird pulpy films which gave me uh, it, it reminded me of uh me and daryl the dying girl which also felt like a movie made by people who love movies and that was also like a super dramatic thing, but also very funny because of these kids that made these really weird movies, but they were happy doing them. And mm-hmm. the same thing happens here. And I like how she's not like, oh, I'm never going to be understood. Like no one's ever going to get it. No, she finds her people. And it's yeah. just a journey to be like, oh, it's even worse to know that there's some, that there's somewhere that you know that you belong and that you can't get there. It's worse that than not knowing that that exists. Okay. Yeah. So it's like when it's like when someone tells you that they've had a crush on you like five years after. It's, it's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with an expired crush? Like, what am I supposed to do with this information? Why but didn't you tell that, me this like four years ago? But the fact that she knows now and that her whole trip is like, I know that they're there. They're they're having fun. Like, look at them. Like, I see them. They're all hanging out. I want to be there, you know? 
you feel more sad for her because you want you want her to be there. You want her to be with that with those people. You know, I, I, their humor. The humor in this movie is so on fucking point. The part where uh, where uh, they're doing the slip and slide, like, oh, you're not missing anything, and he's like, I'm making lifelong bonds. <laughs> Like I used to joke like that with my friends and even with my coworkers once. I was like, you know what we should do? We should all take a picture of us having fun and send it to the one guy that's not here. <laughs> I've suggested yeah. that like at least three times in my life that I can remember. <laughs> I'm making lifelong pop. Oh god, that was great. Like, like oh, just yeah, I remember specifically that so scene. Stupid, yeah. but like it's so stupid. But those little choices, that dialogue, that humor, the physical comedy of that too is so amazing. That it's yeah. almost hard to believe. Like this is an animated movie. There's too much, like detail. Almost like um, you you don't know normally when they make movies. Sometimes they go ad lib or uh, they they go off script. You know. Yeah. And they add a little something that gives it a little more. Uh, Personality, yeah, yeah. they can be spontaneous in in live action movies. Yeah. Somehow they felt like they were spontaneous in an animated film, and that is, I don't think I've ever given that compliment before. It's an expensive I, I, thing to do. Yeah, I'm and I'm I'm including Pixar in all of these compliments that I'm giving it. Yeah, this movie um, is Pixar level. Like I if this was in Pixar's portfolio, it would be a badge for them, like a big badge yeah. of honor. And that's saying something. And you know what I mean when I say that. Of course. Like um, Sony out of the park. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 funny because so uh, Michael Rianda like wrote and and, 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 and and everything with this film and he pitched it as the Mitchells versus the Machines. And then Sony, when, they, when Sony was on a podium in theaters because this, this got delayed because of COVID, um, they wanted to change the name. They wanted to call it Connected. Like they wanted the titles to be connected, and I feel like they they wanted it to be that name so that it could be it could feel like a Pixar film. You know, Pixar films have like those ominous, serious one title, one word title, sometimes two, but usually one. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they wanted to go for that. So when they couldn't put it in theaters and they sold the rights to Netflix, and they were like, "Just fine, have your stupid name back, whatever." We're we're gonna go do a PS Five. You know, they they just just wanted to do something else. Um, I feel like. The Mitchells versus the Machines is the right title for this because, yeah, we can we can say like, oh, if if, if Pixar would have done this, it, it would have been a match of honor. I don't think Pixar would ever do something like this. I yeah. think this is totally unique. This feels like punk rock filmmaking in like You're the right. best it, way. It feels like an indie. It's weird. It feels like almost like an indie, like an indie movie that's animated by like a triple A studio. Like it's yeah. weird, but it works. It's got like, budget, but it still keeps all the personality of like- It's got an balls, effect. man. Like yeah. this movie has balls. Yeah. And you know, I love Pixar and I, and I would I, I would love Soul and I would love all those films always. You know, I'm always down for that. But this, mm -hmm. this feels like a newly thing that is being established mm -hmm. and I like it. You know me? I love animation. I know you love animation, and I always, I'm always trying to find new weird things. And this just this hit me right in the this hit me right in the sweet spot. This is exactly what I the, the kind of movie that I wanted to see. I want to see animation being treated this way. I wanted to evolve, and I wanted to be respected in the same vein as you know live action serious films. But 
the benefit that animation has is that there are just some things that you can't do live action. This movie, you can't do with live action. Mm-hmm. The style just doesn't work. The closest thing that we have live action to something like this will be something like Scott Pilgrim, you know? And we and there's a reason why we haven't had another Scott Pilgrim. That was a that was lightning in a bottle, okay? Yeah. But this, oh God, I I want everyone, everyone has a Netflix account, watch this movie, okay? Boost it, signal boost it, like make this like as well known as possible because we need more movies like this. You know, you say lightning in a bottle, and I think that might be the best way to describe it because I don't see a movie like this ever being replicated. It's like... Yeah. That's what I thought about Spider-Verse. And yeah. Then, yeah. Like, oh, no, yeah. Like, I don't see them... You can't do a sequel. I don't know how the hell they would ever do a sequel to this. Like They that can't. Would, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a one-shot. It's like Taken. Like, don't, don't make a fucking sequel. You had one good shot. You made it great. You don't need another one. Didn't they make like four takens yeah and the only good one's the first one <laughs> the tv show sucked the second one sucked the third one was worse there was a tv show no, have you, you like, seen it's a small parenthesis but like have you seen that video of like liam Neeson jumping over the fence in one of the taken films yeah and it's like 30 <laughs> like, cuts like the 30 cut yeah if you if you haven't seen that, just, just look up Liam Neeson jumping over a fence and try to count the cuts. It's 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 so funny. I don't know why, but it's honest so trailers just ripped that thing to shreds. It's like really? thirty cuts in here. What are they doing? <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, this movie it's it somehow is an indie rock band that has a budget. It's it's insane. Um, and again, like uh, to to the detriment of a lot of films, there's a lot of movies that have studio interference. I don't think this movie did. Granted, it was a bit of a low gamble. It was only the budget is somewhere between fifty to hundred million, depending on the source, which is but, low for an animated film. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. the thing is, the animation, which is strange, because the animation is so smooth. Like you typically, you can tell when animation looks choppy in certain parts. You can be like, okay. They, excuse me, they, <laughs> I'm cutting that, cut that. Uh, but yeah, and Eddie just burped. I fucking hate you. <laughs> um, okay, so in most animated movies, you can tell where the cuts are. You can kind of see the framing slow down just a little bit. You see those little things. Not in this film. I couldn't see a single point where it was choppy. And to the, again, to the props of this film, they managed it such smooth animation again it, it feels like a this doesn't feel like a pixar movie but the quality of the animation feels pixar and again huge compliment yeah totally loved it man uh sony sony animation you know they did the, the emoji movie uh, you know what you know what vindication if they maybe they just did the emoji movie to pay the bills like maybe it was like okay like we need to do this this shitty movie so we can do our good movies that we really want to do because they've done they've done great films you know they they, they did the cloudy with a chance of meatballs they did they did the the, the photo transfer they did the whole show transylvanias which I, I really liked at least i really liked the first two um and of course you know spider and uh oh, they, they did they did fucking uh uh the angry birds movie which okay you know fine they're not all gonna be hits but uh, Spider Verse, I think, is 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 a fucking game changer, and I think Spider Verse is like the be all end all for anything, really. So, 
this as a follow-up fucking great man again i think a bunch of those movies were just trying to pay the bills like hotel transylvania that's just paying the bills like i think i i, I really like the first i really like the first two i think the first two are really good the third one i thought it was just okay but i think the first two are really fast really uh uh good animated films the, the humor is great and they're directed by uh tartakovsky who is a childhood so if you love animation this guy has a place has a special place in your childhood he did powerpuff girls he did samurai jack and he did uh he did star wars the clone wars so you know we we, we love tartakovsky so whatever he does you know i'm, I'm, I'm always supported you just reminded me of something yeah. i felt the samurai jack in this movie with the mom <laughs> at the end yes i remember at one point i was just waiting for them to like take a step back and she'd be like no it's too late god remember the i think it's like the very first time we meet samurai jack like that first uh hour and a half special that they do like the first three episodes or something where he's helping the dogs fight the fight the machines do you remember that yeah um the part where he's just slashing away at the robots and he's like covered in their blood and one of them just takes a step backwards, just like, hmm. He's like, no, it's too late. God. Just that. Like, man, it's such a great movie. I, I, I wow. And you know, I, just, I never. Yeah. No, go ahead. I, 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 I was going to tell a story, but you, you, you keep going. I was going to say, I need to rewatch, I need to finish Samurai Jack. I never saw the last season. The, the, the last season? It's good. It's really hmm. good. Um, small part of this is: Have I ever told you the story of where I when I met the voice actor for Aku from Samurai Jack? What? Okay, I now need to hear this. Okay, so wait, um, what's his name? Let me just uh, Greg Baldwin. His name is Greg Baldwin. So I went to this convention. It was uh, I think it was 2018. Yeah, I went to this convention with a friend of mine, and Greg Baldwin was there. Greg Baldwin, most famous for voicing Aku and for voicing Uncle Iroh in Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay? Oh, my God. So, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, you're right. He did voice them both. Yeah, so um, I- I'm going there with a friend who loves Uncle Iroh. And she's like, I want to meet him. I want to meet him. I want to meet him. So, so I'm like, okay, l- let's go. So we go, and we're standing there. We're in front of, uh, we're in front of him. He's in a booth, and he's there. He has like a couple of people because, of course, you know, you gotta have your managers there. And they're there. They're talking, and there's no one in line. And he's just there. He has a he has a sharpie, and he's got like his friends and everything. He's just waiting for people to show up. And it's him. And then it's like ten feet. And then it's just us standing in front of him, and we're just there's no one in front of us and, I, and and i'm just sitting next to my friend and i'm like let's go and she's like no i'm nervous i'm like yo we're in his side of we're in his eye like his line of sight like we're just standing like imagine there's just someone in front of you standing there and, and like we're like dude let's just go let's just go talk to him yeah uh, yeah, so she's she's super nervous. I'm like, let's go. So I just I, I push her. And I'm like, let's go. Um, um, so we go there, and uh, we, and I'm like, hey, Greg, this is my friend, and she she wants to meet you. And he starts talking to her in the in the Uncle Ira voice. Like he he immediately just like he gets excited to just to talk with anyone about it because if you follow him on Twitter, he fucking loves being Uncle Iroh. Like, like uh, I think there, there was like a Republican uh, politician who tweeted something and he quoted Uncle Iroh. And then like he retweeted it and be like, Uncle Iroh would hate you. 
canonically. <laughs> like this guy is uh, fucking great. So we're talking to Greg Baldwin and he's just, he's talking, my friend is losing her shit. And then he turns to me and he goes, are you also a fan of Uncle Iroh? And I'm like, yeah, but in my head, I'm like, how do I tell him that I've only seen Avatar in Spanish, that I've never seen Avatar in English? <laughs> Because, like, I haven't. I've only seen Avatar in Spanish. I grew up with it like that. So, to me, Uncle Iroh does not sound like him. But I know that he's the voice. And I know that he Uncle Iroh means a lot to a lot of people. Avatar is one of the most popular shows ever made. And then uh, he's also the voice of Haku. So, he's also talking as Haku. And I'm like, how do I tell him that I've only seen Samurai Jack in Spanish? <laughs> and uh, so, I'm just like, no, I'm, of course, I'm a big fan. It's just like my friend just loves you. You know, we just wanted to... Yeah, so she got a print and we, we got to talk to him for a bit and we took pictures and everything and it was great. But then as we were leaving his booth, uh, there's this guy who's like kind of like doing announcement and he's walking around with like a microphone and he passes it to Greg Baldwin. And it's like, hey, Greg, could you, uh, could you do like a little, uh, like a little voiceover to, cause like we're announcing the cosplay contest and we need everyone to go there. So could you tell everyone to go to the cosplay contest? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And he grabs a microphone and he starts giving out orders to people like everyone go to the cosplay contest but like with the aku voice so everyone in this in the in the in the convention center is just hearing aku just saying like everyone go to the convention go to the cosplay contest it's gonna be extra thick (laughs) oh it's gonna be extra thick like, oh dude, my god you remember, you remember that episode <laughs> the, the when he was ordering the pizza and he was like extra thick <laughs> yeah uh, oh god greg baldwin is the man okay um but yeah that's that, that's the story of how i met greg baldwin and how i embarrassed myself by almost telling him that i that i knew who he was but i've never heard his voice <laughs> oh my god oh, dude yeah um so yeah so that's 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 the story um coming back to the mitchells versus the machines um yeah it's great man it's it's great it's funny it's heartwarming it's uh the jokes work for like all levels Mm -hmm. and uh, i think it's a movie that everyone should see with their families like come on you're all still locked in what are you gonna do not do it like just, I mean, I mean, like thirty percent of you can, but you know, the other seventy yeah. percent, uh, yeah, stay home on a Friday night and watch Mitchell's versus the Machines. Believe me, it might unlock that little that little weird part in your brain that tells you I need to create something weird. Like this is a love letter to all those people. It's a love letter for us, you know. Yeah, and. I hope that it makes people that feel like this feel less alone. And, I, and even better than that, I hope it makes their families like understand their kids a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's my take. I loved, uh, I love the Mitchell versus the Machines. It might be my favorite movie I've seen this year. Might be. Time will oh. only tell. But better, better than the Snyder Cut? Snyder Cut is a recut film of like, I mean, it's technically a new film. Shh. Okay. No, no, I do like this more. I do like this more. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's yeah. okay. You By the way, have, you just have to admit it. Yeah. By the way, this is a two-hour film. It flew by like that. 
I remember I was watching it and we were at the uh, at the mall scene at the, at the scene at the mall and I I paused it because I was gonna get 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 some more water and then I'm like there's an hour left in this and an hour has passed like this is a two hour film I'm like because if you remember at the mall scene that was supposed to be the end that they were supposed to just put the virus there the the, the kill mode and just finish without the machines there but they didn't and they're like oh there's another hour of this um yeah so not all animated films work when they're two hours long this one does um i think there's so much going on in the movie that's why they're able they can afford to go the two hours you know what i mean um also maybe that's more props to sony i think most uh, most studios would have been like hey that's kind of long for an animated film cut it down to 90 minutes or less Props to Sony. They kept fucking hands off, and this movie went the full two hours. It, it wasn't like terrible. It just um, it wasn't terrible. It was just a great film. Like it was very well paced. The jokes were far enough in between to where they felt proper. No, this movie doesn't have any obvious flaws. Again, like just a fundamentally a really good movie. Yeah. And oh god, this this is just gonna continue with the long running reign of Lord and Miller. I mean, these two guys, Jesus, whatever they whatever next thing that they touch, I'm gonna be there for it because these two are fucking genius comedy gold. They actually directed the the first couple of the first uh, the, they directed the pilot for How I Met Your Mother actually. Really. Yeah, uh, so these two have been involved in like a long time, but you know, I think this proves a sp that Spider Verse was not a fluke, and that they could do even more than that. Um, I expect to see this movie at the Oscars, hopefully, uh, if if Pixar doesn't come out of the curve with another fucking masterpiece. Um, did they did the did they win the Oscar for best animated film for Spider Verse? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, uh, with Soul for last year for I mean for the Oscars. Yeah, this year. yeah, Soul won. So but, one, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. We'll, come on, yeah, come on. who's gonna, who, 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 who's gonna take it from them? Come on, yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I know Raya and the Last Dragon better not beat this. Raya, Raya was good, but I like this one better. I'll be honest. No, uh, the thing is, Raya, there were holes in it that could clearly be like poke, 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 poke. Yeah, this movie, um, by no stretch of the imagination, just does it feel like uh, it has holes in it? There, there's nothing really to exploit in this film. Um, and I mean in the best way possible. There's nothing to exploit. There's no there's no weak point. Yeah, it's uh it feels like I'm gonna I'm gonna start this this review and I'm gonna end it the same way. Just it feels like it was made by people who love what they're doing. There's a... Uh, so there was this Nintendo Switch game that came out uh for it was a Super Mario game, the Super Mario Odyssey, okay. And that game has a theme song. Okay, Mario has never had a theme song. This is a theme song, and it's a song called "Jump Up Superstar," and it's got lyrics and it's got it's this big band uh, song. And I love that song not because I love Super Mario, but because when I'm hearing the people, the the, the lead singer and the backup singer singing, I can almost hear them smiling while they're singing. Mm -hmm. 
And I can feel that same way when I'm watching this film. I feel like I can feel the animators are just enjoying every second of it because I know for a fact that everyone working on this film at some point was Katie. You know, it was like one of those kids that like found their people and they're just, you know, they got better when they're working with other people. You yeah. know, um, what's it called? Uh, John Green once said, that nothing in this world, nothing that we do in this world is as interesting as the people that we do it with. And I believe that quote applies in this film as well. I think that applies to the production of the film and that applies to me reviewing this film with you. So this is a never ending uh, journey and I loved it. Thank you, cinema. You are a sensual lover. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I will cut that if you want me to, folks. No. If that no, makes it that. into this, it's, he allowed it. You heard him. I did that on purpose. Yeah. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. I mean, A? A minus? A? Great movie. This is very rewatchable. Um, damn, man. Like, I don't know how to heap any more praise into this movie. Uh, yeah. Other than, again, a statement I made earlier, I thought this movie was going to be a chore. Turned out pretty damn fun. Yeah. Turned out pretty damn fun. Not, yeah. Uh, like I said before, watch it with your family. Watch it with uh, with anyone. Just just watch it. You know, make this film not a fluke. Don't don't let this be buried in the pits of Netflix for the rest of the year. Keep this movie alive. You know, keep it quotable and keep it keep it existing. I want more movies like this, and I want this one to keep. You know, not just existing. I want it to be influential. So yeah, A plus I think is is sounds about right. I love the Mitchells versus the Machines. Well, I was gonna say so. I was gonna give uh, Netflix a compliment and saying like, man, their animation uh, department is really great. Turns out this was Sony. Netflix. If you have the money, just buy the Sony animation department. <laughs> just buy them. Give like, them a home. Because you're not you're not gonna. A, God only knows how long it would take for Netflix to catch up to Sony Animation. Just buy them. I heard that uh, Sony made a deal with Netflix that uh, Sony that Netflix is going to be the home to all the Spider-Man related films that they do. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be in theaters and then they're going to be on Netflix. Um, is that include No Way Home? That is, yeah. So No Way Home is going to come out on theaters and then like a month or something after it's going to be on Netflix. So that's good. Um, maybe maybe like three months. Same thing is going to happen with the second Venom and whenever they decide to release the... Morbius. That jar- yeah, Morbius. Um, here's something interesting. Uh, so Sony also owns a, a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, they, have a, they have this service where like you pay, I don't know how much a month and you have like three or something free games a month. And I think... PlayStation, I, I, I don't know what it's called. Apparently, in Poland, they just launched that. If you have that, you also have access to a bunch of Sony films. So apparently, they're, they're going to launch that globally. Eventually, they're just testing it out over there. Mm-hmm. If you're going to include the, this here, I mean, it's probably going to stay on Netflix. But like, if you're going to include that here as well, and the Spider-Man films, Sony's becoming a real good contender. And I'm not just saying that because I'm using their headphones right now. But I am. Um, 
but yeah, this is this is becoming Sony's becoming a real good contender, and their animation department is you know, it's it's not playing around, man. Because Spider Verse was fucking great, and now we have this. I mean, now if, to you, Sony. Now if only their uh, now if only their film department can you know get their shit together. You know. If you make me choose between only watching animated films and only watching live action films for the rest of my life, I'll probably stick to animated and I would probably be really happy. You wouldn't be not happy. I wouldn't be not happy, but I would be, I would be okay. I just love animation, man. You know me. I love animation. So. You know what? I'm going to throw my bone. Look, Sony, Sony pictures. Let me take mine. If you're looking to diversify and you all need help expanding as far as your your movies are concerned, I am more than willing to help you. Reach out to my email. My, my email is eddyluna624 at gmail.com. Send me, uh, send me your offer and I'll get back to you. I really want to leave out your, your, your public email here. You want to leave like at least like a business email or something, you know, just eh, close enough. <laughs> Thanks, Sony. Can't wait for can't wait for the new Ratchet and Clank. Just fucking do uh, a Jack and Daxter movie, already. Jesus. <laughs> Did you saw the thing about about the about the, the the Naughty Dog Studio? Oh, that they were gonna do a realistic version of Jack and Daxter, and then they were like, nah. So apparently, so you know how Naughty Dog just did Last of Us Part Two like last year, yeah. and. So that came out, and then this year the, the, there was like a like a notice that came out saying that apparently Naughty Dog is working to remake the original Last of Us for PS5, and everyone's like, "That's a terrible idea." We already have uh, both games for PS4, and we could just play them on the PS5. It's the same thing. Like, don't don't waste your energy and time on that. Like, it's a stupid idea, and I agree. And then apparently someone from Naughty Dog came out, and they asked him about it. And, and he's like, man, morale is like horrible. Like we all hate it. Like we all wish we were working on a Jack, on, on a Jack and Dexter game. Like this just sucks. <laughs> like Boy. that was the quote. Like the, the, the exact quote was like, we wish we would be working on like a Jack and Dexter game or something. Like this sucks. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. So, so Sony is making them like re- keep remaking The Last of Us? Yeah. Because didn't The Last of Us come out on PS3? And then they like... Remastered on PS4. Yeah, it's the same game, and like, yeah, it's the same game. You know, it's not like it's 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 not like remaking Shadow of the Colossus, because like that made sense to do. But this, also, there was like, more than one generation in between. Yeah, but even that, like, it just we already have it. Like, we have it there. Like, yeah, yeah. The Last of Us. There's already a Last of Us remastered. Like, yeah. Why? Why? Why do it? Wait, the last ones came out in twenty. It's almost ten years old. Yeah, D- give me Jack and Daxter more. <laughs> Didn't the Jack and Daxter story like end? Like, I have the games. I fin- I, I finished the trilogy, and then I finished uh, Jack X Combat Racing, which is fucking fantastic, by the way. 
right? Yeah, Jack Jack X Combat and, and and also Jack X Combat Racing gave me everything I wanted. It gave me uh, all the chaos that I like from Mario Kart, and it also gave me Jack and Kira getting together at the ends, which is all I wanted. Okay, that's all I fucking wanted. So um, yeah, that's that's. I mean, the story is done, but if you want to do another one, I mean, fine. Well, no, actually, remember, there's a part where uh, they realize Jack is Mar. You know, the founder of Haven City is like, oh, my God, that's me. So yeah. when the fuck did he go back in time? But that was in three, right? Yeah. And Jack three, they realized that Mar is Jack. Jack, oh, yeah. at some point, goes back in time and founds the city of uh, New Haven or Haven City yeah. or whatever. So it's Haven like, city, yeah. when does he go back? You want to see that story? Yeah, I want to see the story where he gets sent back in time to found the city. And also, does he stay there? Or does he found the city and then come back? Like, what's the story there? Because he has Kira, he has Daxter. Like, what's this guy's journey? Because his final, they teased it so much. His ending is is getting the ball rolling in the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, remember, uh, they go from Jack 1 to Jack 2. There's a huge time jump. In Jack 2, they find out, like, Daxter, this horrible place is our home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what? Like, there's so much story. Like, they left cliffhangers. They did so much world building. What's left? I want to see him fight Gaul again, Mayan Gaul. I want to see, like, Jack 4. Like, he battles these 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 dark eagle. I'm sorry. You can clearly tell I thought about this a lot, and I haven't thought about it in like years. <laughs> I, I just unlocked the mem- I just unlocked the core memory. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you fucking did. Actually, wow. Those and aren't those the best memories? Yeah. Um, this God, is the nerdiest gave- conversation we've had on this podcast, by the way. <laughs> so far, yeah, man. We gave our final thoughts like ten minutes ago. Yeah, uh, what stream stream uh, Mitchells versus the machines? You have a Netflix account already. If you don't, you're bumming it from someone. Like I'm gonna bum Eddie's HBO account later this year. So you know, <laughs> just just do yourself the favor. You know, put down literally any other show that you're watching. You've seen it already. Put down the comfort show and watch Mitchells versus the machines on Netflix. You would make this critic very very happy. Nikki only yeah. saw the last 45 minutes it's because I watched the first uh, the first most of it at work. And that I must have been it. fun to watch with no context. <laughs> no, that's the thing. No, she was still laughing. She still thought it was funny there that it was good. She's like, man, this is a really nice, feel good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, we noticed that apparently Jade is, apparently Katie and Jade are an item, which is good for them. And I love the fact that it wasn't a big deal. Like, oh, yeah. are you dating Jade? Like, are y'all going to come over for Thanksgiving? Well, I kind of saw it from the, I kind of saw it from the start. You know, she's wearing a pride pin on her like bag like the entire time. Is she? I did not notice yeah, that. Is. Huh? Yeah. Also, I didn't she, also like right at the start when she's talking about like all the people in her dorm, she's like, "Oh, there's this girl, and she seems really cool, and I really want to meet her." And like, yeah, I I saw that and I saw that pin, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. See, I didn't see that, and when yeah. she was like, "Oh, you and Jane," I don't know, like that was a surprise to me. I'm like. Thank God. Like, it's being normalized. Because it wasn't yeah. a big deal. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah. It's a good thing. Bless, bless Gen Z, man. This is a movie made for the Gen Z. Like, it's uh, for it's Gen a, Z. Years. It's a mean movie. Like, in the best way. It's a mean yeah. movie. 
<laughs> you know what scene made me laugh a lot? Uh, when they get to that cafe that's like dinosaur themed mm-hmm. and the little boy sees the dinosaur and like the dinosaur has like these eyes that like just like just looking at the two sides. Oh God, that made me laugh like a lot. Also, his awkwardness with that with that with that girl was just like, oh, oh that I get was it. so funny too. That that but was like too you funny get it too. though. You understand. Yeah. You want to cut this part and I like, keep it in the review. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm done. Now we know where to cut. If you're listening to us on YouTube, you can follow us on any of our links down below. If you're listening to us via podcast, please like and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, also, if you wouldn't mind maybe sharing this with your friends, uh, that's how I found most of my favorite podcasts. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to hear more about our thoughts on movies, go to therollback.net. I've been Chema. And I've been Eddie. And, and this, this was The Rollback. The Rollback. Signing off with a reminder that the waitress is not hitting on you. She's just doing her job. Tip so her. be sure to give her a great tip. <laughs> a minimum of 20%. There you go.